Hey, everybody. Welcome to a replay here on the Business of Style podcast. My name is Greg Robbins. I'm your host for this special episode. It's actually a replay today of a great conversation I had with Kaylee Auger around increasing your income without making more sales. So stay tuned. It's a great must-listen episode for anybody in a salon, spa, or barbershop looking to earn a little bit more money without doing that whole sales thing. Enjoy. Good morning, Kaylee. How you doing? Good morning, Greg. Great. Yeah, really good. Awesome. So today we're talking about uh, increasing income or increasing income without more sales. So tell us more. I'm super excited about this one. Okay. So the typical, if you think increasing income, you're thinking, ugh, I have to sell more. And we all know, like most of us don't like that icky feeling of selling. Um, And so, and we all know, we've all heard the basic strategies like pre-booking, retail and upsell. Like we've heard that a thousand times, right? So I want to take it a little bit deeper into how do you increase your income? And so I've come up with a five-step process of how to, how you have to do that. And it's not going to be what you think it is. Um, It's going to be on a different level and it's going to seem a bit fluffy, but it works. And um, often people ask me, you know, what's the secret to your success and how did you grow your salon so fast? And um, I tell them these steps, right? And they're very simple. So are you ready for them? Uh, Yeah, let's hear them. How many are there, first of all? There's five. All right, we got five. Five steps. Yeah, so we'll go through them quickly and then we can break them out a little bit. Sounds great. Um, So number one is check your mindset about making money. Yes. A lot of, oh, we're going to go into it later. Okay. I'm just going to tell them to you now. (laughs) Number two, set a target. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, set targets with each team member. Right. Because they're part of that big picture, right? They need to know what's going on. What's your vision? Number four, use a powerful consultation. Oh, I like that. Number five, offer solutions with no emotions attached. Awesome. So we've got a full on like from the minute you get out of bed in the morning to the moment you're seeing your client out the door kind of solution, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the mindset, mindset starts in the morning. Sure does. Yeah. So, All right. Let's, let's go through them. And we did speak about mindset once upon a time and, and our relationship with money and sort of where it comes from from childhood. So let's start from there because it goes way back, doesn't it? It's so deep and it's so interesting um, because even with some of my current coaching clients that have made changes in their business, they call me like panicking and I'm like, what? what's going on? Like, and they're like, there's, there's money in my bank account. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> what do I do and with it? It's just such an interesting thing because there's so much out there of like, my boss is getting rich off me, my greedy boss. And I think that salon owners are so such emotional people. They're artists. They're so in touch with um, other people and their sure. team. And they just don't want to be seen as greedy salon owners. And they don't want to... Um, feel like they're in it for the money. Like, you know, most of them are in it for the love of the industry and the love of people and, you know, wanting to create something awesome for their team. Um, and so they really don't think about money and they really don't um, attract it to them. Mm. And so uh, that's the first step is really like check your mindset. So when you hear about somebody else's success, what are the things that come up for you, right? Are you thinking negative thoughts about how they got their success? Because if you think negative thoughts about money, um, you're not going to attract money. You're going to repel money. Mm -hmm. Um, So we talked about money as like an energy, right? And if you're thinking about money in a negative way, you're blocking it from coming into your life. Um, And that's where it sounds kind of like, you know, out there. uh, But 
you know, it really works. How, what's your experience with that, Greg? Yeah, hundred percent. And so my experience is actually quite, um, it, it's rooted deep in my childhood, actually with my grandparents who had that sort of relationship with money where they thought, you know, the people up the street who have lots of it are evil, they're bad. They, and it was just the, where they came from. They came from that country. They came from that place. And I watched them sort of watched money, real estate, and their, their sort of life kind of evaporate in front of them. They didn't do it on purpose. It just sort of seemed to happen. Mm-hmm. And not that there's anything wrong in selling a house or, or, or giving things to other people, but they did it at the expense of their own life. And I think that was a lesson for me when I look back at my family and sort of where I come from psychologically, I go, that's not going to happen to me. I want to retire with dignity. I want to send my kids to school. Um, I'd like to eat well. I'd like to have time to, you know, for myself to exercise. I don't need a Lamborghini. I don't need a huge, ridiculous house. I just want to have a reasonably comfortable life and be able to give things to other people like charity and stuff. So that's kind of where I come from on it. Yeah. And so that's the mindset you chose and that's the results you're getting, right? Right. And so that's the power that we all have is to set our intention for what kind of lifestyle we want to have and what that means to us. And so um, I just challenge all of you listeners to really like check yourself and check like what it is that you're trying to create in that financial realm um, and for yourself. Like what do you want to have to show for your business at the end of the day? Um, Nothing saddens me more than when I was shopping to buy my salon um, seeing a 80 year old selling his salon for a dollar to get out of his lease obligation. Yeah. It's really um, sad, isn't it? To hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And just so many, um, I, I had a, a neighbor across the park from me who, um, had a salon and never paid taxes and was cutting hair for cash out of his studio. Um, because anything that went into the system was going to get garnished by the government. And so, mm. Like if we don't plan for it to end well, it doesn't necessarily end well. I think a lot of people, especially when we're young, we just think like life will take care of us and (laughs) we'll figure it out, but it doesn't end well for everyone. So we need to have that mindset fixed on the things that we want to attract and um, be open to it and not self-sabotage it. (laughs) Like you were saying, you saw your parents do, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, qu- the key is to maybe rather than look at it as dollars and cents, look at it as opportunities or doors that will open for you. And how can you make that happen for yourself professionally and personally, right? Exactly. Lifestyle too, right? And that brings us to our second step, cool. which right. is set the target. Um, because everybody seems to want more money and time. But what does that really mean? Like, what is that going to give you? So what is... Um, that tar- what does that target mean? And so that's what we need to do with our, like for our team and for ourselves is we need to make the dollar amount mean something and we need to have a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's some of the work we do in the profit project is like, what is the potential of your salon look like and giving you an actual number per month, week, day, and hour so that you can see if you're achieving it or not. Um, because our minds are so powerful and they're always looking for opportunities when we set that target. Um, but if we just say more money, more time, it, there's nothing for our subconscious mind to grab onto. So if you say, you know, we need to be bringing in um, $100 an hour, then you can start to look for ways to bring that in and your mind will be working for you even when you're sleeping. Um, So it's really cool when you actually set that really specific target. And that's what you were saying you did in your life was, you know, you said you want the house, you want the retirement, you know, you knew those things, what the value was, um, and then you're able to create that. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. And, you know, we see this at work all the time with athletes who say they need to, I don't know, run the track in one second less, one second less. You don't just, the coach, just a great coach doesn't say you got to do better. 
you got to no. go faster. The coach says you need to take one second off that time in the next, you know, three races. So exactly. that's a very specific goal, right? Like a very specific goal. I always love your analogies, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're so good. Um, but yeah, that's exactly it. So make it specific, make yourself right. a really specific goal. Um, some of you right now just might be to get to that number that you were at before the closure, mm -hmm. right? Some of you that you're maybe setting a new target based on um, what your business can do right now with the new limitations. So um, I found, you know, a lot of frustration around that, you know, them trying to get to the target that they set before. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, well, you have a new potential, a new world. So let's set a new target to go with that. Love it. Excellent. And you know, a lot of these goals, just in closing, are called SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. And yeah. the S and the M stand for um, sustainable or specific and measurable. Yeah. So what is it exactly and how will you be able to measure that down the road? And of exactly. course, the T at the end is for time bound. So what can you you know, what are you looking to have? How will you know you have it? And by what time? Exactly. And this is very common in business. This is a business fundamental smart goals. So same idea, yeah. right? Yeah. I love smart goals. Use them mm -hmm. all the time. They have to be, uh, they have to be smart or you don't, I remembered before I really was practicing smart goals and I'd have one-on-ones with my team yep. and then we'd meet three months later and we'd be like, what did we mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> we'd write down some goal, ambiguous goal and be like, what is oh. that? Do you remember? I don't remember. We didn't know if they achieved it. And so we started writing them in that way where it was very specific, measure, measurable is the key and time bound. Exactly. Gotcha. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, so number three is now you've set the targets, but you're not going to achieve the targets alone. You have mm. a team. And so the team also need to set their mind on what's their part in it. Um, and so that's where your team meetings are really important. And your one-on-ones is to help them um, set the targets. And it's not like I had this awful experience. I went to Paris and I worked at in the Champs-Élysées, which is pretty glamorous in uh, yeah, Sephora, okay. but honestly, I hated it. Um, it was probably the only job I ever hated out of all the jobs I've done. Um, and they came and they would like send, they would like give me, I'd be on the floor with customers around and they would like show the paper of like how many sales, and how many more you had to do. Wow. It was just like hardcore, right? Like, yeah. um, and all about the numbers, but you know, it, they know it works, right? They know it works, but I wouldn't take that approach. I would take the approach of um, coming alongside your team member and going through the same process. So what's their part in that big picture and what does that income mean to their life? And so how do you help them set that target and what does that translate for them? Um, whether it's like, Having, helping them to afford a cleaner so they can come home to a clean house after mm -hmm. a long day's work, whether mm -hmm. it's helping them get a down payment on their home. Um, so by making that goal something specific for them, helps them for your bigger goal to get what you want, but you only get what you want when you help someone else get what they want. And so I look at it through that lens, not through a money lens of like, push, 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 hit this number because the clients don't like that either. The team members don't like that, but of how do you get the lifestyle you want? And when you win, then I can win too. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, your experience in Paris sounds very old school leadership, sort of that kind of thing, like from the fifties almost. Oh my Whereas, God. yeah, I know. Whereas what you're talking about is far more like it's a modern contemporary approach to leadership, which is understand what your team members want out of life, right? What do they yeah. want to achieve personally and help them get there through your workspace? Because we spend most of our time at work. So yeah. how can we leverage that to get to the place where we want to be in a personal sense? And maybe like you say, it's just for whatever it is, sending my child to school, school and they, you know, they're, you know, I got a smart one, so they're going to need second level of education. So, you know, you don't want to deny anybody that opportunity and yeah. you can get there just by setting your individual target with the help of anyone you're working with. So yeah, brilliant. Love it. 
Awesome. So you're ready for number four? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so number four is use a powerful consultation. Um, this is the key to um, identifying all the problems. And that's what we do in business is we offer solutions to problems. And so if you're doing, you know, if they're coming in and you're like, same as last time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I've seen, right? It's scary. Yeah. Like, I hope nobody's doing that. Um, but a powerful consultation is there to reveal all of the red flags, all of the things that they might have issues issues with that they maybe didn't articulate to you when they booked the appointment, right? So maybe they only booked a haircut, but they're actually not feeling super great about their color or they actually find their hair is really thin and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are things by asking the right questions that you can identify. Um, the most powerful consultation I've ever seen is the perfect consultation by inspiring champions. All right. Uh, so I would recommend that anyone, you know, who's interested in this, if this speaks, you're like, Oh, that sounds cool. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, go to Champ Camp and learn the perfect consults. It's so powerful. Um, it's a great name. I love it. Yeah. And the questions are, and they train you on how to do it, right? Because it's not in one, you know, you have to do a lot of practice to get this communication down that you don't feel like you're selling um, and you're really listening. It's all about questioning and listening. So we're identifying all the problems. Um, and then number five is offer the solutions with no emotions. And so okay. can you get where I'm going with that one? <laughs> I can totally. Okay. So we got the perfect consultation or a powerful consultation as you ask for it. And the last point is, so tell us more about this no emotions part. Cause I'm a little un- unpack that for us. Yeah. Well, we like to spend other people's money for them. And oh, yeah. so if they're in our chair saying they don't know how they're going to make rent or their daughter's um, sports are costing so much, we start to like decide what they can afford. And we don't even propose them the solutions to the problems that they've told us that they had. Mm. And so, or we're too embarrassed to tell them that that conditioning treatment actually costs extra. And then we actually like basically steal it from the salon because we don't ring it through. Right. Right. There's so many, um, where like areas where our emotions get all wrapped up in it. And so if you do a really, um, powerful consultation and you simply look at it as you're like the doctor and the doctor doesn't get emotional when they tell you your prescription, right? Right, They just send you out the door and you go buy it. So Mm -hmm. it's not, and if you leave and decide not to buy it, um, they don't take it personally and they don't think I'm a terrible salesperson or that person doesn't like me now because I tried to sell them something. Like they just simply solve your problem with their recommendation and you leave and decide if you're going to buy it or not. So we need to take out the emotion where, okay, I heard you say you had this problem. I heard you say you had this problem. Here's my solution to all of these problems. Which ones would you like to do today? Um, and that just takes emotion right out of the conversation, right? And, and when they're saying no, they're not saying no to you. Mm. They're saying no to their budget. They're saying no to their priorities. Right. And some people's priorities may not be your priorities. And so mm. even though they can't make their rent, they may want their color done more than that. <laughs> and so it's not up to you to decide that for them, right? Maybe we don't think that's the best choice for them, um, but like they're going to go do it somewhere else if, if they don't do it with you. Like they're really responsible. You're not responsible for how they spend their money. So stop spending the money for them and just offer the solutions to the problems that you discovered in your powerful consultation. It's so interesting you put it that way because of course, 
we tend to think of these things as um, as emotionally bound, right? In other words, we have this relationship with our customer and, and they will break down in tears if we tell them that they need this. And a lot of times it's about identifying perhaps um, a challenge with a client, whether or not this, this may not frame your face properly or your skin is going to react in a certain way. And we become afraid to tell them these things because we, we worry about the, the reaction or the response as opposed to saying technically, and, and we call ourselves technicians, right? color techs, et cetera, right? Skincare technicians. Um, we have a toolbox and we can take these tools and they will achieve this. Mm-hmm. And this is what it's going to cost. And this is how it's going to work out. And this will be the result. Would you like it or not? And, and you're right. So how do we though, if we are attached to our, if we're attaching our emotions, how do we work at disconnecting them? Is, it, is there a practice? Is there a tip we can offer? Um, there is a practice we, we teach in this profit project that we call the beauty tab. Um, and it's essentially um, the process that we go through to quote um, the price, which takes the emotion all out of it. Right. Um, so I'll tell them more about how to get involved with that later. How do we uh, emotionally, like how do we do, disconnect emotionally? Like, is there, do we have a, is there a tool that we use or like a mindset or how do we... How do we do yeah, that? It's, I mean, it's a process, right? It's really coming to terms with like not spending their, that you're not in charge of how they spend their money. Right. And so um, I think it's partly your self-confidence because um, you're getting hurt when they say no to you, right? So you have to be able to take the no. Um, and that could be practice, role play. Um, we've got some great scripts for you in the Profit Project. We've got some great tools to help you through that. Um, but it's really getting out of your comfort zone at, at first and just sitting in the discomfort of like, this is what the price is going to be. Yeah. Would you like to do it today? And just being quiet and waiting for their answer um, instead of starting to be like, oh, but, oh, I know, you right. know, you might not want that I like that. So sitting in the discomfort, I like that. Um, I, that's a good one. Yeah. And then you'll learn like that will go away. It's not, it's just whenever you do something new, you get a little bit uncomfortable, um, sure. but that will go away after you practice it a few times. So maybe practice it on your colleagues, right? First and just practice actually asking for the sale. That's in, you're a marketing expert. Um, that's what they always teach you is you have to ask for the sale. Right. And uh, I used to role play with my team and what I would do is when I needed my hair done, I would go in and I'd be evaluating them. So if any of you are owners, this is a great practice to do with your team. So every six weeks, I'd get my hair done with a different team member and I'd be evaluating them. And it's, you're actually doing a disservice when you don't solve their problems. Yeah. And um, one of the simple questions you can ask at the end is, is there anything else you needed? Um, because that might just trigger something. And I remember I needed a wet brush for my daughter's tangly hair. And so I was waiting to see if she was going to offer it to me and she did the whole service. Um, and then that was it. Right. Yeah. So she, she sold me my product that I needed, but she didn't ask me anything about what else I might need at home or anything. So I, d- I didn't buy it, but I commented after, like, if you would have simply asked me if there was anything else, I would have bought a wet brush. And that's right. what's happening with our clients is like, you haven't triggered that thought for them of what they already were thinking they needed. Um, so it's really, I, I would try to shift your thinking and think of it as your responsibility. Um, they're coming in there with a problem and it's your responsibility to offer them a solution. And um, it's, not a, it's not personal if they say no. It's just they're saying no to themselves of solving that problem at this time. So they may want to solve it the next time. Absolutely. And, you know, I think of it more as like a, like, again, a technical mindset. I am here to solve a problem. I'm here to deal with physical properties, which are hair, skin, nails, you name it. Um, The emotional part can just be the conversation we have about whatever it is you're talking about and leave it to that. Exactly. 
Yeah. Right. So let's talk about those five real quick again. So once again, we had, I'll leave it to you. Number one, check your mindset about money. How do you feel about actually making money? Um, and then when you f- find that you actually want to, then <laughs> set the target. And then find out, like, what does that target mean to you? So what is that target going to get you? Is that going to get you your dream home? Is that going to allow you to leave the salon for two months a year and travel? What's that number actually mean to you? Um, number three, set the target with each team member. So do this, the same process that you're doing for yourself. Now do it with your team members to support them in achieving their part of that big picture. Number four, use a powerful consultation. So something where you're asking really powerful questions and you're identifying all of their problems. And number five, offer them solutions to all their problems right. with no emotions attached and let them choose. Just And then zoop, just be quiet. Yep, yep. <laughs> just let them answer. That's true. It's <laughs> stop so, talking. <laughs> I know. Stop talking now. Just stop talking. <laughs> exactly. Well, you have two ears, one mouth. Just, you know, go with that, right? <laughs> exactly. Use them yeah. both. Talk a little less. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Kaylee, this is so great. Tell the people how they can get a hold of you and, and, and where they can go from here. Awesome. Well, thank you, Greg. This has been such a great opportunity and I love that I can share this with everyone. And if you've loved what you've heard and you want more and you're like, how do I set the targets and how do I break that down and how do I um, get those solutions and what do I say? Like, what are the exact words that I need to say? And then you can always find me on Instagram, Kaylee Auger, at Kaylee Auger, uh, Facebook. So you can reach out to me on Messenger, Kaylee at KayleeOjay.com. Awesome. And of course, as a partner of uh, our organization, our association, we always provide a link to you as well. So thanks again. Wait. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for Bye, listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>